I was I was born when my dad was still he was serving in gosh, what was a desert storm that was happening in the nineties? Yeah, he was he was um stationed and serving when I was born and he came back up. It was Monday after Christmas, so I think he came up like on New Year's Day, and he was we were finally I guess introduced. I know that when, when they were pregnant, or when my mom was pregnant, they were together. Yeah, so he came on up, and I was living with my grandmother, I guess when I was a baby, and my mom, and um, I guess he took care of me too. And when I was about two or three, I think they got an apartment together, like in the same county as far as my family lives in. Yeah, and they just raised me up there. Well, I know he left when I was in preschool, so that was either three or four. I, I remember I was cognizant of him leaving, so I remember, like, literally one day he was there, and then the next day he was gone, and he just didn't really come back. <laughs> um, I remember him and my mom got into a fight. One of my first memories is him smashing a jar, a glass jar of peanut butter. I don't even know they still made glass jars, but like against a wall and everyone being really sad because I liked peanut butter a lot at the time, but I'm now allergic to it. Shortly thereafter, probably within that week, he was, he was gone. When he left, I, I don't think I understood the gravity of the situation. It was just like, oh, dad's gone. Okay. Like nothing in my life drastically changed. It was just me and my mom. Hanging out. My dad did come to my kindergarten graduation, though. At that time, he'd gotten remarried to a lovely, lovely lady. Um, she was just really nice. I remember that. And I remember that she came to my graduation party, too, and she gave me a gold necklace. I remember my mom, like, snatched it off my neck, like, in front of her. Like, she put it on me, and then, like, my mom, like, she was inductive or whatever. She's like, snatched it off my neck. I guess, like, as a sign of, like, you cannot have my child. I remember crying because I really liked the necklace. And <laughs> I know her and my dad had words afterwards. It was kind of like the elephant in the room, you know? Like, no one really knew where my dad was. And his mom, uh, my grandmother, she never quite knew either. I feel like his sisters and brother did, but I mean, of course, they weren't going to tell me, like, oh, yeah, your dad's living in, like, Ohio with two sons or something like that. But I feel like at all times someone had an idea of where he was and what he was doing, but it was never, like, a complete picture. He would call sometimes, very, very rarely, maybe every couple of years, like, around my birthday or the holidays. And I know for a while I was wondering, like, not like if he forgot about me, but if he knew that, like, you have a daughter. <laughs> Just FYI, she's a living person who's, like, you know, around. I never said, like, I don't remember ever saying, like, Mom, why is my dad not here? But I know that their relationship was very volatile, and they're both drug users, like, throughout their teen years and adult years. And I don't think my mother was using drugs while she was pregnant with me, but shortly thereafter... Um, I know that they use drugs together. So it was probably not the best idea for me to ask, like, why is Dad not here? Because I've always felt like that would bring up more issues. Like, Dad's not here because we used to do drugs. I'm like, oh, I don't want to know that right now. It was just really kind of just unspoken. It was like me and my mom on our own together. And so I never really asked about, like, where's my dad? What's he doing? Um, She never... She never said anything mean about him. 
that you could tell that when something would come up, um, if I went to hang out with his siblings, children who were close to my age, be like, oh, so how's my father doing? It would just be really awkward for all the adults because they all knew, like, I didn't really know about him and no one really had an exact image of what he was doing. My mother just wanted information, of course. And when I was younger, she used to, um, like, set up these situations where someone would be like, or she'd have someone ask, like, where's your dad or who's your dad? And I didn't know what it was. I just thought, like, it's my mom telling me to do something. And I would say, my dad is a, was just a sperm donor. Yeah, and I didn't know at the time, like, what that meant. And, of course, everyone knew that he wasn't, but just, like, these little snide remarks that when I was a kid didn't know what I was saying. But now I'm really upset that she made me say that in front of her friends. I know that he used to send me mail and cards, that sort of thing, and she just wouldn't give them to me. Um, I mean, I love my mother. I don't like what she does all the time, but I, I think it was more of her personal pain and not really mine. As randomly as it sounds, I was when I was in my high school, and when my high school was built, it was kind of like a downstairs and the upstairs, and it was all open. And one day I was over like on one side of the balcony, and then he was in the other, and I was like, he looks a lot like me. He's really dark skinned, he keeps smiling at me. So I was walking you know, around the little triangle shape, and I was like, no, no way. And, and then he had flowers, and I was like, hey. <laughs> Literally, it was kind of like, Oh, hey, how are you? And he's like, hey! And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> um, how was your day? How did you get here? And I mean, even to this day, I don't know. I never really asked, like, how he knew where I was. And that day, I took the school bus home, just like any other day. It was, I'm sure he wanted to drive me home or something, but I just on the bus and went home and I was like so my dad would up in my high school and my grandma was like what? And I was like yeah I don't know where he is right now but he was there and we talked then I had to go to math and then I saw him outside and then I got on the bus and it was really kind of like I'd seen someone that I'd been acquainted with but I didn't really care for and that was the nature of our relationship it was like if I saw him of course I was going to acknowledge him but I wouldn't be like Daddy! And be like, where have you been? It was just really low-key and, in retrospect, kind of rude. I think maybe I was just a little bit numb at that point that it wasn't, I wasn't expecting it, so I didn't really have time to have, like, an emotion about it. It was just, like, near my father. Great. I'm probably going to go out to dinner later. You can come if you want to. I don't know what to talk about. You know, just that sort of sort of feeling about it because I just really had no reason to feel anything. Yeah, and then I know, like, I think the next or the same night he was over at my house. I was living with my aunt because my mother was in prison at the time. And he just came over just on the front porch. And we didn't have, like, a deep discussion. It was just kind of like, so sometimes I like to play um, flashlight tag with the kids in the backyard. <laughs> you know, like, you would think that would be like, where have you been? How have you been? And he brought me a car. And I was like, thanks. Can't drive. It was random. It was so uncomfortable. And I was like, I felt like I was making it more awkward than it was. But at the same time, I didn't know his personality. He didn't know mine. So I didn't know if I, sh if I should be, like, you know, over overly happy or something. And it just kind of happened.
and then around shortly after New Year's, he left again. And then he was discharged. Well, I, oh, I also found out that he'd been serving in Iraq on and off. He did four tours total, and he just recently retired this past May. So he's, he's out of the service entirely. But that's part of, I guess, why I hadn't really heard from him, just because, you know, he'd been overseas, like, just on and off for, I guess, six months here, 12 months there, that sort of thing. And I feel like, because he doesn't know what to do, it's like he was literally like just throwing money at the problem. He's like, hi, $200. Bye, another $200. And even now, like every um, two weeks, he sends me $200, which is very nice. But I would honestly rather just sit down and eat crepes than get 100 bucks a week. I guess he doesn't really know what to do, so it's just kind of like, I abandoned you for 10 years. Here is money. I'm sorry. <laughs> and in that way, it's kind of like blood money. It's It's... I guess it's compensation for for years of just not really having a relationship, but at the same time, I don't really want it, and it, it makes me feel like, like he can just buy me off, and it's kind of like penance in a way, and it's it's really, 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 I don't want to say strange. It's strange to me. I don't think he understands that I don't want, I mean, I can always use the money if I don't really want that from him. All the time, I'm just wondering, like, like why... Why does he do what he does? What's his motivation for coming back? Was it like, just he woke up with more anxiety to see my daughter and then just came to St. Louis? Or does he just decide like to pick up and go from Chicago to Detroit to Massachusetts to St. Louis in like two weeks? I guess this is like his survivor instinct, just kind of like, you know, never to stay too comfortable, but he's up here now, so he's, I guess, here to stay. I, I wonder about his motivations, and then sometimes I see the same motivations in me. Like, my, my tendency to just kind of want to just get up and go a lot. Just randomly, even here, I'll just take a day and leave my cell phone and just go to, like, the city with no plan. Like, just, just to go, to get out. Not, like, a secret or anything, but it's just impulsive. And he's a really impulsive person, and I feel like maybe that makes me want to be less impulsive, but it's fighting nature, because my nature is, of course, to just move and, and to say things, and I always find myself like not moving when I want to or not saying things when I want to, probably for the better. But he just really, it seems really sudden. Everything that he does is just really, really rash. Like, and it always works out for him, you know? He never... Owner, to my knowledge, never like doesn't have a place to sleep at night. He always has means to travel. I don't know anything about his finances, and probably has something saved. And I'm on a full scholarship, so it's not like he has to pay for my schooling. But he's just always really impulsive and self-motivating. And maybe it's just the military in him that causes him to do that. But at the same time, you have a responsibility because he did have a baby, so. I feel like by 45, all that moving around the world would kind of slow down, or at least slow down a little bit, but it doesn't seem like it has. He just moves around the country now. I feel like because I've grown up with my mom, I know how to predict her fairly well. I know how to respond to her when she says things I don't respond. Whereas my dad, it's, it's a guessing game still. 
he's been around for about a year and a half now, and still, I never know how to say things to him. I never know what to say to him. I called him this morning, just been like, hey, happy Columbus Day, and he was like, thanks, babe, I'm at Macy's, and I was like, well, they're having a good sale, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a Columbus Day sale, it stops today, and I was like, great, and he's like, yeah, I'm up in some place called Dedham, Massachusetts, I'm like, yeah, I have friends from up that way, be careful on the highway, bye, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's kind of forced, it's like you're talking to your grandparents, I, when we're together, I don't know how we make it through. Like, he'll come to Davis Square or something if there's something funny going on with the bank that he can't just wire me the money directly. He'll, like, meet me at Davis Square, and I'll be like, you want to get a sandwich? He's like, no. And he just goes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's okay. Well, bye. It's it's as awkward as it sounds. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's... It's just extremely almost fake. It's a fake relationship between me and my dad. And it's been going on for two years. Maybe in a little while I'll understand him better. Maybe not. And with my mom, of course, it's more authentic because I've, I've run up with her. And she always sometimes asks, like, have you talked to your daddy? And I'm like, yeah, I spoke to him. Or, yeah, I saw him. She's like, what's he talking about? I'm like, mm, nothing, because he's not. I don't think I favor one over the other. Maybe if some way I favor my dad more. Because maybe um, he doesn't know me as well. So it's still kind of like we're building a really awkward friendship, daddy-daughter relationship. I think I, my dad treats me how I wish my mother would treat me. And my dad only treats me that way because he's been here for two years, maybe like four or five out of almost 20, that's like a fourth of my life, or no, that's a fifth of it. His absence was just as formative as his presence, and it's really, really just, it's so forced. And I cannot not have the relationship, I mean, he is here, but it's just, ugh, it's like, I'm just waiting for the call to end. But I think my dad probably understands me better than my mother does, definitely. Because, and also, my mother was in prison for, like, six months here and 12 months there throughout when I was growing up. So she got, like, the beginning, and then ages about 11 to 14 were kind of, like, eh, shaky. I mean, she was there, but not really present all the time. So I guess she really didn't under get the whole thing either. When I do think about having a child, it's I never it's never in a positive light because I know the type of mother my mother was. And I'm scared to death. I'd be that's my mother who's like like I cannot deal with you, go sit somewhere. Cause I mean I know my mother loves me and she always did love me, but it was kinda like, Okay, I've been dealing with you for two hours. This is the part where you go to your grandmother's house and I feel like I would just have like a really detached relationship with the child. <laughs> a child, see, I can't even imagine me, like, a baby, I know it's supposed to be like, unconditional love, and like, oh, you love them, from the moment you see them, but it's like, I feel like I would just have no connections, like, you came out of me, you hurt me really badly, go, 
be 18 already. Just, just from the way my personality is. As far as ability to raise a child, I'd be so scared I could fuck it up. Because everything you do, it's from the womb almost. Honestly, kids are messed up. It's like, unless your parents are legitimately together and happy, then you could really come out bad and your life can be messed up. And for the rest of your life, you have to think, it's my fault that this child is this way and I cannot deal with that guilt. And I feel like I would just mess up a baby so bad. I, I could never have a baby. Ever. Of course, I say that right now, maybe in five years, I'm like, I want a baby. But right now, 19-year-old me is like, nope, never, no. Condoms and pills and more condoms and more pills. <laughs> I just... Babies need both parents. I really believe that. I wouldn't be a good mom. 19-year-old me right now would not be a good mother. It'd be adoption. I'm not even joking. It'd be complete adoption. Me and my boyfriend actually had a pregnancy scare. <laughs> um, about three weeks ago. Obviously, everything turned out fine. It was just, it was like that 99% chance, you know. It wasn't like we were being unsafe, but I was like, <laughs> my period should have been here two months ago. So we, we took a test, and I remember we walked to, to Davis Square, and we were just, like, he was in tears, and he's like, I can't do it. I can't. And I'm like, you can't. There might be a thing in me right now. And, it had, I mean, I guess it was like beginning of my cold because I'd been throwing up. And I'd been pretty sick and pretty miserable. So I felt like all the signs were there. And it was just one of those, like, oh, JK, JK, nature's messing with you. You just haven't been eating enough, so you don't have a period. And you're just a little bit sick. That's why I've been throwing up. And we did the test. And I remember I was like, I can't look at it. And he couldn't look at it. So we, like, literally just sat there for, like, 30 minutes staring at each other. And it was, like, in a movie. And it was just right there. And I'm like, I can't. Because if it says there is one, then we're going to have to get together $400 right now because I cannot have a baby. Or, I mean, I wouldn't even take it to term. I wouldn't even put it up for adoption. And it was just scary. Because I, I remember getting up and checking my bank account. And I'm like, all right, I got 200 What you got? I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have an abortion. But, you know, I cannot have a baby. You don't understand my family. I can't have a baby. And we were like, all right, so if we get married. I mean, all this is happening. And the results are right there. We're just not looking at it. Because we were just so scared for what it could have. I mean, it was negative, And we were just fucking hysterical. We were just like, never again. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have sex for like two weeks. And we were like, no, no, no. I want to I want to see the period. And when the period comes, when it comes again, we're fine. But it was just really scary to think that I could have had a baby. I was just terrified. And in my head, when I was thinking about it, the whole time it was like, there's something in me and I don't like it already. How am I supposed to love it in nine months? It was like, you might fuck up my life. <laughs> you might ruin my scholarships, and you might mess up your own life for you even know it. Not a good mom. Not for me. My parents waited till they were 20. I don't know why to have me, but there are pictures of them when they were in high school. Like, just, I mean, I'm. if you saw my parents, you're like, that's yours. Like, there's no denying that I'm my father's daughter and my mother's daughter because it's like, like literally someone smushed them together and that's me. I guess that's what happened, essentially. And there's a picture of them where they were both in 
high school, I think it was like the summer, like after high school, my mom was like planning on taking a year off or doing whatever she was doing, and he was bringing out steak and shake. So like this, this hilarious picture of them both, like relatively close to my age, and his arms on her, and he has like his little steak and shake uniform, and she's wearing like some terrible '80s shirt with like floof, and I don't know what it was. And she had like these huge bangs that like came over her eyes. So they were like just staying there, and they're both like just smiling so big. And I have the picture in my room, in my dorm room, and that's the only picture I have of them together. And I remember once, really vividly, in my grandmother's backyard, they were kissing, and they were all happy, and I must have been like four. I think it might have been like my half-birthday party. I used to have birthdays in June 26th, because December 26th, no one ever does anything, because it's too close to Christmas. And I remember my mom and dad were like, we want to get married. I was just like jumping for joy. I think they were joking. Just, you know, just how parents joke about getting married but um nothing ever came of it but they were like we're gonna get married it's like yay and then afterwards they're like okay and I just I like thinking of that because just like the idea of them like what would have happened if my dad like hadn't really gone full-time into the military or if he just stayed on reserves or like if he and my mom had like stayed together or you know that sort of thing and I guess it's good that it turned out the way it did but I, I just feel like it's kind of late to be starting a relationship with my dad, but at the same time, it's like better late than never, you know? I'd rather do it now than never have it, but I just wish that I weren't like a, you know, saver by sending money and texting her randomly when you're on some escapade across the country in California. He did that two weeks ago. He just went to California. And then I kept doing my Spanish homework. I was just really outdone. Like, it's frustrating sometimes. It's like that. Like, what are you doing? Are you really that heavy that hard time, like, finding yourself? Or do you need that much adventure that you can't just stay put? And, I mean, but I went to New York a couple weeks ago. Just hanging out. <laughs> and the cycle begins. No. Isn't that weird, though, how, like, you, you can be so much like your parents, but not really know how much you are like them? And then sometimes I get really mean and manipulative, like my mom. It's the worst when I feel myself, like, pulling out weaknesses in people and thinking of exploiting them, but I'm always like, don't. I mean, some days I do, and I'm really sorry about those days, but it's just, like, these things are just built into you, and unless, like, you acknowledge them and change them, then that's who you are.